If you've grown up in church or have been in church for any length of time, you have probably already heard Galatians 5.22 that tells us about the fruits of the Spirit. But have you ever read that entire section and really chewed on it? Today we're going to focus on Galatians 5, 16 through 26. So let me open by reading it, and then we're going to dive deep into it. But I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the desires of the flesh are against the Spirit, and the desires of the Spirit are against the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to keep you from doing the things you want to do. But if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, fruitfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. If we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. All right, we're going to dive into that today. Thanks for joining another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you, because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. That sounds amazing to me. How about you, friends? Doing this parenting thing alone is hard, but the great news is that we are not alone. We have an amazing, perfect God who can guide us, carry us, take our burdens, and give us rest when we are weary. His burden is light, but the joys of parenting are many And he has made you the parent of your children on purpose. So let's see what God has to share with us today. Thanks for joining me. I am rarely one of those people who has a word for the year. Um, And maybe you are one of those people that does, and that's awesome. But God doesn't usually give me a word for the year. He usually just gives me a word for the day, and it's straight out of the Bible. But he has been amazing at really morphing my definition of the word worship this year. Since probably September, October, uh, I didn't see it coming. uh, But all of a sudden, he opened my eyes to it, and I realized, wow, okay, So my intellectual knowledge of the word worship, of the biblical definition of worship, was always there. That it's beyond just singing in church or singing to God at any time. But my spiritual knowledge of what worship truly means has changed this year. He has really grown me into that. Uh, I'm still learning every day. And so every morning when I'm reading 
the word, whether it be through a devotional or directly in the Bible. I'm seeing it from the eyes of what worship is to me. And how does this apply to my worship to, of God in my daily walk? So if you've been listening for any length of time to this podcast, you've heard me mention it a time or two, but and last week was all about worship. But this week, through one of my devotionals, uh, this was the further study, was Galatians 5, 16 through 26. And I read it and it just hit me because I am battling this week with wanting to work out. It's just a, a fleshy issue I have and it's been where he's been working on me and I think it's just because my to-do list is a bit long this week and that is definitely my enemy. I don't know about you but my to-do list keeps me from doing the things I should do even though a to-do list technically is a list of things to do. It keeps me from the things that God wants me to do and I'm not saying you shouldn't have a to-do list. I need a to-do list just to get you know my life in order and keep things going and honor my commitments and such but the top of my to-do list should be to worship God through everything I do, to worship God and honor him and what he tells me to do, to put him first and put his things first. And my experience has been certainly that when I follow the desires of the spirit, which is what he tells me to do, then he honors my, like my desires become in line with his. He honors my time. He honors my to-do list. He allows me to get things done and in a supernatural time frame. So I can no longer use the excuse, I don't have time. Because honestly, if I honor him first, I find that he makes the time for me. And it's pretty cool. It's like a magic trick, really. Uh, it's like the most beautiful magic trick I've ever seen. It's pretty, it's very impressive. It's, it's, it's amazing. I'm always in awe of how he does that. Um, but I don't question it because he's God. Of course he can do that. Uh, I have I have every every confidence that he can do that each day, and yet I still have mornings where I'm like, Ugh, I just don't want to get on the rowing machine. I just don't want to walk on my treadmill, or I just don't want to go outside and exercise. I just you know whatever, um, because I'd rather just jump into my to do list because I'm a doer for the most part until about eight o'clock at night. By then I'm like, nah, I'm not a doer anymore. I just want to sit. I just want to relax. But until then, I'm pretty much a doer these days. So I'm reading Galatians. And it talks, starts off with walking by the Spirit and not gratifying the desires of our flesh. This stood out to me first, um, that uh, they're opposed to each other and to keep you from doing the things you want to do. A lot of people misinterpret that and use that against God and say, well, you don't want us to be happy, blah, blah, blah. That's not what he's saying here. He's saying the things you want to do that are against the spirit. There are plenty of things we want to do that fall right in line biblically. They're fine. And and there's things that are t for a time. You know, God sets aside the right time to do certain things. And he'll honor that. But we need to honor him. And so that's what he's saying here. He's not saying we can't have fun. We can't enjoy ourselves. We can't do some things that we want to do. But if what we want to do is in this crazy list that he gives us, it's it's funny. I think people in church have a hard time reading this section out loud 
verses 19 through 21 because it's all like naughty words. Oh my gosh, naughty words. Like, um, I mean, they're all works of the flesh. That's what they are. But they all fall under that naughty word category, right? We don't say the words sexual immorality or sensuality or sorcery or um, what else is in here? Envy, drunkenness, orgies. We don't say the word orgy in church. Well, we do when we read this passage. So why do these words feel so taboo? Because they're taboo works of the flesh. So of course they feel taboo to say out loud. It's like, oh my gosh, I can't believe she just said orgy on a podcast about God. Yeah, I did. Ha ha. Boom. There. Because we're talking about things that are against, but not all of it is related to that. I mean, when I say, God, I don't want to work out today. I just, you're telling me to do it. I should just get on it and get it done. No big deal. It's 20 minutes. Um, And I say, no, I'm practicing idolatry. I am my own idol. I'm doing what I want. My to-do list is my idol, actually. But ipso facto, that makes me my idol. I'm putting myself before God. So I am practicing idolatry. That's the work of the flesh right here that I'm dealing with. Um, Strife is on there. So see, there's other words in here that are not like, I can't say that in church. Strife, enmity, jealousy. Here's one for us parents. You ready? Fits of anger. I know none of you have ever had any of those. (laughs) But I will tell you, I am, I, well, at least I used to be the queen of the fits of anger. Man, that was just my wheelhouse and I hated it. Uh, and that's something that God has been doing a, a huge work in me over the years. It's something that parenting can be good for, teaching you to not act like that so that your kids don't act like that. But I'm still a work in progress. It's still in me and I still have moments less moments, but still I have fits of anger. I'm not going to lie. That's uh, rivalries is in here. That's not, it's not a scary word, but rivalries it's on the list guys. Have you ever felt a rivalry with somebody competition? Like you need to be better than, or you like, maybe you're a sports parent and it's not that you can't root for your kids. That's not what I'm saying, but this is uh, are you putting the rivalry over the well-being of your kids, of the kids, of others, or of God. What's important to you? Dissensions, divisions, envy. That's a hard one. We envy other people so easily. It just slips in there. It's a sneaky tool of the devil because he'll be like, oh, looks like they got a new car this week. Or, oh, they um, they can afford the new the new shoes for their kids that uh, they need for their practice. Or, man, they get to send their kids to all kinds of summer camps. I can't even afford one. I mean, those are all financially related, but those are the first things that came to my mind. And it's really easy to compare. I homeschool. It is so easy to compare in homeschooling, whether it's you're comparing your kids to kids who are in public school or private school or what have you, or you're comparing your homeschool agenda to or curriculum to other what other people are doing it's like oh they're so much better at teaching their kids music they're just musically able I have I am tone deaf my kids don't one of my kids can do can play actually they can both play the ukulele (laughs) um but I've tried music lessons and it's just not gone well and so I've just stopped I'm just not that person 
Um, and I've just been like, it's just what it is. Not everybody can have their kids go to Juilliard or even be able to play well enough to teach others. And that's okay. But it's so easy to play that envy game and, and be jealous and look at other people, right? No matter where you are, no matter what you're doing, it is easy to do. That is a sneaky tool of the devil right there. And it can really bring you down. So he, he warns us here. I warn you, as I warned you before, it sounds like a parent, doesn't it? <laughs> I warn you, just like I've said before, let me just say it again, uh, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. That is a big loss. That's like the biggest loss in the world. I don't want to lose the kingdom of God. I want that inheritance. God says that I have it. I am saved. I love Jesus. I follow Jesus. I try as best I can to do what I can for him, for his glory. I'm not perfect. I know that. But I don't want to lose my inheritance. It's mine. It's a gift he's given to me. I don't have to earn it. But I need to be careful with these things. And those sneaky little peats, the little whispers in my ear from the enemy saying, oh, it's just skip a day. It's fine. It's not a big deal. You can do it tomorrow. That is the enemy working me against God. He is building up my flesh to fight against the spirit. That is his primary tool for believers. Those who walk in the spirit, the enemy is going to continue to build up our flesh. And so I've learned to talk about this out loud to my kids because it's a real battle that they're going to go through if they're not already. And my kids are teenagers now, so they're definitely going through it. I know it. I see it. Some of the times they talk to me about it, things that they're going through. Um, one talks to me more than the other. <laughs> it's the way parenting is, right? What kids are. They're not all going to tell you everything. But um, it's apparent to see this battle going on in them. And it's important for me to share with them my battle because I want them to know that it's it's kind of normal. It's what they're going to face throughout the rest of their life. And better to go through it knowing that you have God, better to go through it knowing that you can walk in the Spirit because you have the Spirit in you. I want them to know that. It's better to do it without with the Spirit than without. I live without the Holy Spirit. For 26 years, I walked without the Holy Spirit. And I'll tell you what, I was still battling the enemy. I was still battling the enemy. I just didn't have the weapons I needed. The ones that work. My willpower wasn't enough. My not wanting to was not enough. My knowing it wasn't right wasn't enough. I fell hard into his hands so many times, constantly actually, but unaware and ill-equipped. And so I share my battle with my kids. Do you? Are you open or do you hide it inside? Because a lot of these words are taboo and you may not struggle with some of these taboo words. And I don't call them taboo really. I'm just saying that that's the, the general general con- consensus, but they're not taboo. They're, they're in the Bible for a reason because they're real. They are very real battles we go through. And it's worth sharing so that our kids are prepared. We have the word so they're prepared, right? So let's get in the word with them. Because then 
Then he flips it and says, but the fruit of the spirit, he gives us the other side. I want love. I want joy. I want peace. I want patience. I want kindness. I want goodness. I want faithfulness. I want gentleness. I want self-control. And I want those for my kids. They're hard. But because the battle is real. It's real. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh. We've given up the flesh. We've, We've told our flesh, Heck no. With the flesh and its with its passions and desires. Of course. Those aren't bad words, but it's true. Like our passions and desires can be fleshy or they can be after God. They can be of the spirit or they can be of the flesh. Which ones? It's a lifelong battle. I know. I'm I'm still deal with it all of the time. It's really hard. Some things are still innate in me that I'm battling and trying to like drive out with the spirit with the power of the spirit because that's the only way I can do it. If we I love this promise. If we live by the spirit, let us also keep in step with the spirit. So if we want to live by the spirit, we also need to walk in the spirit and what he tells us to do. Let us not become conceited, meaning I'm so great, look at me. I'm I'm walking in the spirit. What are you doing? That's not cool. That's not that's not humble, friends. Um, but I find myself getting a little, I have to be really careful with that some days because some days I'm like, yep, I checked off my, my Bible list. I'm doing great today. And I've got to remember to give him all the glory because I can't do it without him. And it's definitely not me. It's not my flesh. My flesh fails. Uh, but the spirit rules. And that's not me. That's the spirit. Provoking one another. Come on, we don't poke. Uh, and envying one another. There's that envy word again. Because the enemy will use it. He's sneaky. It's, it's, it starts little. And then it festers. But let's walk in the fruits of the Spirit. Let's, let's feel the fruits of the Spirit. Let's get that fruit. Fruit is good. Fruit is yummy. I love fruit. I love, love, love fruit. Uh, I don't like melon much. But I do love fruit. I like watermelon. That's the only melon I like. Um, but fruit is so sweet. Fruit is so good. It's healthy for us right? What an amazing symbol that God uses to show what's good, what comes from walking in the spirit. And I want my kids to see that fruit. I want them to learn that that fruit is good to taste and and see, you know, to taste and know that God is good. Taste the fruit and know that he's good. I'm mishmashing a bunch of scripture, but it all works together. That's why he puts it in there. So I just hope that that inspires you to do things that God wants you to do that you don't want to do that seem hard or tedious or boring or against everything you really want to do, which trust me, exercising is that. That's what exercising is for me right now still. Though I actually enjoy it more and I do seek to do it more, he's starting to work that in me, which is what I've been begging for for a long time. I had to step out in obedience first. He equips the called. It's not often the other way around. Sometimes he calls the equipped, but most often he equips the called. So if he's calling you to do something, even if it's getting on the rowing machine or getting outside or whatever, just do it. And he's going to bless you. He's going to bless your your obedience. He's going to bless your time. He's going to bless your to-do list. I've seen it time and time again. And yet I still battle against it because my flesh is weak. But I keep on keeping on. 
And hopefully today I'll have a victory over that. And hopefully you will too. And hopefully your kids will see that. And you get to talk about that with them. That they can, they can win their daily victories with God. They can win them and beat the devil. Because remember, Revelation, Jesus already won. Which means we've already won. And that is hope. And that is awesome. So let's do the battle with the one who has already won. And let's share that victory with our kids. Don't be afraid to share your defeats either. Because they can learn from them just like you do. Better to learn now when they're young than when they're older. On their own. Trying to figure things out. Right? That's how I see it. Let me pray. Lord, whatever battle we're facing today, let us walk in your spirit against the battle of the flesh. And let us share that battle with our kids when it's appropriate. Let us walk alongside them and help them to defeat the enemy under their foot. Let the enemy be their footstool because they know you, God. Because your spirit is in them and your spirit can help them. Let them be led by the spirit, Lord. I pray that all of our kids would do that. Because they can see that the fruit is good at the end of the road. It may be a long, hard, windy, crooked road full of stumps and full of rocks, but it's the road that you've given us, Lord, and you are with us on there. And you can kick the stones and sticks and dig out the stumps and make that path the right path. Thank you, Jesus. In your precious name, I pray. Amen. Go and have an amazing week. Have a great weekend. Almost summertime, guys. Almost there. August is Mental Health Awareness Month. We have such a huge rise in mental health issues right now, especially among children, and it completely breaks my heart. That's why I created Comfort Creatures. They are cute little fuzzballs with beautiful, sparkling eyes. They're slightly weighted, and they're just a fun little critter to keep with them to help them to feel safe to um, to be able to feel and play with they're like a fidget toy or security uh, it's a beautiful they're just so cute they can keep them in their pockets they can bring them with them wherever they go they can tell them their worries when I was younger I had these little worry dolls and I would tell them my worries and I feel like it was a great way to learn how to pray and these comfort creatures are just that. They're a great tool to teach kids how to pray, but it gives them something tactile and physical and something to look at. But they can imagine that God is listening to them while they're talking to their little critter, their little comfort creature. They come in a variety of colors. They are all the softest fur, faux fur that you can imagine. And they're just so sweet. They come packaged with an adoption certificate so they can name them and they can become part of the family. There's also an additional calm breathing kit that can be added to this package for just a couple of dollars. And it gives them a couple of techniques so that when they start getting anxious and overwhelmed, if they tend to get shortness of breath because of anxiety, this is a great tool to add on to give them a couple of ways to treat the anxiety and help to learn to calm themselves down 
but this this epidemic has really broken my heart and I just felt like this was my little way to help. So check them out at our Etsy store. Izzy Drew Lane is the name of the store. You can go to etsy.com slash forward slash shop forward slash Izzy Drew Lane. That's I-Z-Z-Y-D-R-E-W Lane. I'll put the link in the show notes for your reference, but check them out. And while you're there, check out the slime kits that my girls are making. They're scented and they're fun and they're another tactile activity that the kids can make and keep with them in their nice sturdy storage case and play with for months. So enjoy it, check it out, and I hope you find comfort in my creatures. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Imperfect Parenting with a Perfect God. I am so glad that you joined us today. This is so much fun to be able to encourage you and remind you that God loves you and wants to partner with you in your parenting journey. Remember, he made you the parent of your kids on purpose. If you like this episode, please, please take time to rate and review it so that other people can find this podcast as well. I'd really appreciate it. And I think so would other people who get to be blessed by this. And share it with friends and family that you think it would bless too. Let's spread the word and let people know that God loves them and wants to be with them each and every day in their parenting journey. Thanks for stopping by and I hope you join us next week.